Welcome to Takes Two to Twenty. My name's Janelle, and I'm Kitty, and, and this, this is our first episode. episode. This is incredibly exciting for us. How are you feeling? I am honestly feeling so nervous. This is something that I've never done before, and most people who know me know that I am not an open person. I do not like sharing my feelings or my thoughts and opinions, unless like I know you insanely well. So putting this out in the public, out for everyone to see, is crazy. I I feel exactly the same way. It's it's a really scary thing putting you know my opinions, my stories, just kind of out there on the internet. But I definitely feel that it's kind of a now or never situation. Like we're both now in our fifth year of university. We're oh fifth year status. Why are we so old now? It feels like just yesterday when we met back in first year. Yeah. So Kitty was my first ever friend at university. We're taking EOSC one one four. First person I talked to, we both awkwardly looked at each other and introduced ourselves while waiting for the class to start. Well, I mean, here we are now, and I think that quarantine, the only blessing that's really come out of it, of course, other than my family's health and everything like that, has been, you know, having this time to kind of create and do something that I hope we'll be able to look back on one day and have some really good giggles about. Yeah, this has been a long time coming. We jokingly said, oh, haha, let's make a podcast back in like September. Fast forward till now, what? It's May, and we finally have the time to do it now that everyone's in quarantine. Yeah, but I mean, how's quarantine been treating you? Other than that, honestly, it's been so incredibly boring. I was supposed to start my internship um to, about two weeks ago, and then that got delayed because oh, of no. the quarantine, which is okay. I have a lot more free time to do things, but mm-hmm. honestly, I'm don't even want to watch Netflix anymore. I'm so bored of watching TV. All I do now is I bake cookies, I make cakes, and then. Occasionally, I read my book. Yeah, I don't know if it's possible to complete Netflix. I feel as though I've kind of completed it, but <laughs> definitely grateful to still be employed. Um, in that sense, we got lucky there. And mm-hmm. um, for those of you that know me, I was supposed to be traveling Southeast Asia right now with a lot of my friends. It's kind of an early grad trip for me, but a grad trip for my friends. And so the only trips I've really been getting in are lots of walks to my fridge. But I can't complain. Quarantine fifteen is definitely a real thing. Oh my goodness! The number of snacks that I have consumed in the past twenty-four hours is astronomical. Let's let's not keep track of that. But okay, enough about us. Let's move on to the chase. So Janelle, what is the chase? Well, you know, I did some research on Urban Dictionary, my favorite place ever,、um, and it says, I quote, "One person's romantic pursuit of another." Oftentimes, not fueled by an actual desire for a relationship, involves much dating and much confusion. Wait, but can you use this in a sentence for me? Of course. So, in a sentence, I have been working on this girl for over three months now. God, the chase can be so strenuous. So basically, most people we know have probably been in the chase situation at some point of their lives. It's basically when you first start talking to a guy, and you're Or a girl, whoever you want to talk to, and you first start talking to them, and you get a little interested, and you want to see where it leads to. And personally, I can fully agree on the whole confusion part. There is so much confusion during the chase, and honestly, not that fun sometimes. Much confusion, agreed on that. Ditto.、Uh, but I think at the end of the day, like really simply said, it's just when you think about someone enough for them to be a huge part of your every day. Uh, I don't know if it is like this for you too, but like you get this lingering feeling where your day feels extremely incomplete if you haven't spoken to them. Like they're part of your routine. You're you know? waiting for that text from them before you can actually go to bed. Yeah, that goodnight text it it hits different. I don't know. <laughs> I just I I love that. 
But it can be a dangerous time too, right? Yeah, because once the chase starts, I personally think the most dangerous part is when you start thinking of all those different fantasies and all those like what if scenarios start rolling in. I completely agree. And I think there's a couple of girlfriends out there that are listening to this and they know exactly what we're talking about (laughs) through our many discussions. But I think that's when like a real one has to just jump in and be like, okay, relax. You've been talking to them a solid two days. You're not married. You're not engaged. Like calm down if they didn't reply to you within five minutes, you know? (laughs) Yep, basically. But I think like all my girlfriends have been in this situation. We've all had this problem where we start dreaming of these scenarios with potential guys. Like, what if we actually date? What if we take the step further? What if he becomes my boyfriend? What if we get a dog? <laughs> what dog would you get? <laughs> Obviously a husky. Like, if anyone's listening out there and they want to get me a husky, slide into those DMs. <laughs> German Shepherd for me, please. Uh, I've picked out a couple of names, but, you know, we can still <laughs> come to some sort of negotiation or agreement on it. Um, no, but jokes aside, I think I'm completely guilty of this as well. It's, I think it's just really easy to get caught up in it. Um, and I, I'm someone that doesn't fall for an individual very often, but when I fall, I fall really, really hard and it can be really hard to recover from that. But I don't know. Do you think that's just a girl thing? Like, is this, is this normal? I think the dreaming up scenarios part is definitely more of a girl thing because I personally talk to a bunch of my guy friends and they don't go into such in-depth scenarios. It's more of like, oh yeah, this girl can be my girlfriend, but they don't take any steps beyond that. But I think the falling mm-hmm. hard part is it gets both sides. Mm-hmm. No, that's really true. That's that's the moment when you're like, yep, uh, I'm in danger. <laughs> Red flags <laughs> everywhere, but I'm still going to go through the danger warnings. Um, because I think even at that point, it's like when you're doing nothing, you, you have absolutely nothing going on in your day and your time is just consumed with that thinking. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of the what ifs that, at least for me, like that's when it really pops in. And I think that obviously like the feelings for the chase, I'd say like that peaks at a different point for everyone. There's definitely been some people where I've spoken to and it ramps up a lot faster and it's like, wow, this is going really fast, but I'm not against it. Mm-hmm. And then there's been others where I sort of just let them fizzle out and I'm so guilty of this, but I'm not always the best replier and those <laughs> replies get worse and worse and worse until they kind of pick up on it, you know? But I definitely start creating those fantasies and I think that one thing very easily leads to the next. Well, since we're talking about fantasies, let's expose ourselves just a little bit here. If you study in the CLC, you've probably already heard these. <laughs> but Janelle, what is the wildest fantasy you've created with a guy? Oh my, well, this is the this is the real tea now. I'm really exposing myself out here. But for me, I can't think of like a specific person. But I think for me, it's just very much the whole package deal. So if, if someone really has me hooked... For me, it's like I start imagining, okay, you know, fast forward a few years, we're working the nine to five, realistically way more than nine to five. And I think I think a lot about having someone to come home to um, and doing, so I love to travel. Like I absolutely adore traveling and just packing up bags and going anywhere. Uh, and I, I think I imagine doing a lot of cute vacations, like catching the sunset in Bali or going snorkeling with turtles and fish. Um, and I think if you know me, like just someone that's willing to do those spontaneous kind of trips with me. At the same time, on the complete opposite end, though, I would love to just own a cabin um, and go out on the lake. So I'm kind of torn between the two, but that's the dream for me. How about you? I think for me, it's just having someone to live life with. Mm-hmm. Tell me, what do you mean by live life? Though? That's like that's like a huge loaded <laughs> statement. Like live life with me. <laughs> I think it's just all the little things, like you know, coming home, coming home together. Um, having someone to cook dinner with, going on those long drives with, just doing those little things like going grocery shopping because I personally love 
those like fun little trips to I don't know Costco or something it's so fun Mm -hmm. I love grocery shopping if anyone anyone who knows me (laughs) knows I love my snacks (laughs) but it's just like being in their presence having that feeling of like utmost happiness with them Mm -hmm. and just that feeling of like euphoria around you I guess Mm -hmm. and I think honestly good company makes everything like even the little things like you said like the mundane tasks like grocery shopping I personally do not enjoy grocery shopping Mm but I feel like (laughs) if I had good company I'd be a little bit more inclined Mm -hmm. to wanting to do it and I think you start to build these like little routines together too and they just become such a huge part but we're definitely in it together I I love every part of it too but what would you say is your favorite part of the chase I will have to admit, sometimes I do like the chase more than the actual guy. I don't know if this is just a me problem or if this is everyone has this problem. Nope, we're we're in this together, sis. This is me too. <laughs> I'm definitely extremely guilty, but like why do you like it so much? I think it's just the anticipation and like that little bit of playing the game. Something about it, it just gets me like you know he's probably doing this with every other girl he's talking to. And let's be honest, we're probably talking to more than one guy too. But Nothing about the chase is that special. It's just that lingering anticipation, like, oh, when is he going to text me? When is he going to snap me? Is he really going to just, like, leave me on red? Like, what's the next step? Mm-hmm. No, and I don't know about you, but I'm a sucker for those good morning, good night texts. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, who doesn't love that, though? It's like you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, like, he was thinking of me. It's not that I expect it either, like, on a daily basis, but every now and then, especially if you're having a tough day, it's just, it kind of, it's a, it's a feel-good feeling. So, guys, if you're listening out there, like, send that text to your girl because I promise she would appreciate it. But I think for me, what I appreciate most is just if things are sometimes a little too easy, I think I quite quickly lose interest. And I'm not really sure why. But I think it's something about the challenge of not necessarily knowing where it's going, um, not really knowing necessarily what he's thinking all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like that huge element of suspense or curiosity <laughs> that it keeps you coming back and, and wanting more. Everyone wants what they can't have. No, truly, that's the best way that you could possibly <laughs> say that. Once you know you can have it, you don't want it. Yeah, but at like how... Okay, so when it escalates... There's like a lot of different things that are going on through your head. And I think for me especially, those kind of risky texts are like the most monumental moments that my friends will be like, we're having a group chat, a couple of screenshots are sent, and then someone will be like, should I send this? Like, what do I say next? Okay, so to be clear, when we're saying risky texts, we are not talking about like anything sexual. That's oh, yeah. not what we mean by risky text. What we mean about a risky text is those Text messages that you spend the entire day crafting with your friend group in those group chats, finding the perfect word, choosing that perfect emoji. Like, do I choose the winky face, the kissy <laughs> face, I don't know, the laughing, crying face? My personal favorite is like the double eye emoji. And it's <laughs> oh. like giving you the look, you know? It's like a little cheeky. I really like that one. Or the looking up where the eyes are just like kind of rolled, like kind of cute, sassy. Yeah. No, I, I love that attitude. Like banter, I think, is such a huge part of the chase too. <laughs> oh yeah, you're, definitely. You're just getting to know someone right Mm -hmm. so there's so many like funny I'm a sucker for good dad jokes (laughs) I absolutely love them ask me anytime and I have a bunch on hand so if you can hit me with a good dad joke or just any kind of like a little roast like a very subtle and gentle roast I I appreciate that I'm all about roasting it's not even subtle or gentle for me yeah (laughs) but you know that feeling like when you send that text like you finally muster out the courage and for me I'm like okay let me just literally throw my phone across the ocean and never see his reply but at the same time like you're waiting for your phone to light up and you're like did he text me back like what was his response yeah those kind of risky texts 
And for me, something riskier is probably, you know, completely normal for most people, but it's like being the first one to like give the guy my number or like hint at hanging out first, like, oh yeah, like I'm free this day in case like you were wondering. Yeah, or you know, back when we weren't in quarantine and we'd just be able to be like, yeah, I'm going to my, like, I'm going out with my friends if you want to join or just like, you know, <laughs> dropping the location very subtly. See, okay, I have a question for you now because I'm someone that I will take the initiative if I really want to. Like, you know what's out there if you want to go for it. I'm all for going straight at it and I'm all for girls making that first move mm-hmm. as, as subtle or as, as upfronted as it could be. Mm-hmm. But how do you feel about that? Because I know not all girls feel the same way. I'm personally okay with it. I think it really depends on the situation and it really depends on how much I like the guy. Like, do I want them to be trying and making the first move or do I like this guy enough that I want to like make, put the ball in my court basically. Mm -hmm. But there have been situations where I know like I just wait until they do something and I'm like, okay, why isn't this guy like giving me his number yet? Like, why isn't he taking the next step? Mm -hmm. But there are those times where I take the first step, like here, here's my number, text me instead, like let's move off of Tinder, Bumble, whatever the app is. Please, please let's move off. But the thing is, I don't think that giving your number is always the next step. Because I know a lot of people that will transition off of those apps, like into your DMs. Yeah. And like they feel like that's comfortable and that's safe, but at the same time I'm like, you have me on Facebook or maybe you already have my number too and I don't understand why you're not texting me. Okay, side note, I have the funniest story about giving a guy my number. Okay, now this I need to hear. This, I guess this is, is sort of the chase, sort of not really. Have you but, told me about this one before? No, you have not heard this story Ooh. at all, but it's so funny. So basically, me and my friend Olga, we were just getting drinks on the gal, casually, on, I don't know, probably a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Wait, for non-UBC students, what is the gal? So the gal is basically this, like, patio bar thing that we have on campus Mm -hmm. and it was great happy hour so basically me and my friend Olga we were there for happy hour we're probably like four drinks in now and then that's an average this yeah like a healthy healthy now kind of getting those like tipsy vibes Mm -hmm. so we were there we're getting drinks and one of the bartenders was kind of cute okay that's a good start. That's <laughs> some good service. <laughs> yeah, so one of the bartenders is kind of cute. And then me and Olga, we walked up to order our next round of drinks. Mm-hmm. And this bartender, he was basically serving us, him and his friend. Mm-hmm. And one of them was like, hey, I matched with you on Tinder. Like, he straight up said that to me. And he I was, came up to you? Yeah, like at the bar. And I was just like, oh, haha. <laughs> this is so awkward. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and then my Olga and I just got our drinks and we like went back. But then, like, we're thinking, we're also, like, a few drinks in now, and we're like, okay, this guy is kind of cute. I have no idea what his name is. I still have no clue what his name is. He could be listening right now. (laughs) I am so sorry if you're listening, but I just don't know the name. But, so we were there, we were thinking, like, okay, maybe, like, I should do something, you know, like, he already brought up the whole Tinder thing, that was him taking his step, I need to do something now. So we're like, okay. Let's give this guy my number. Okay. Oh my. That's but the thing a bold is, like, move. yeah, it was a bit too bold for but me. Liquid courage. Liquid that courage. That is a real thing. Still a bit bold for me. I couldn't, did not have the courage just to walk up to him and be like, "Hey, here's my number." So you know, we did. What we did was that we wrote my number down on a napkin. You know, very old school. <laughs> <laughs> Write your phone number on a napkin. I'm like pass it to them right did you pass it to them or did you just leave it for when they no 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 the story there's so much more to the story okay okay so we're gonna leave the napkin on the table and basically 
at like the bar and just like walk away basically. But this guy, he left. We had no idea where he went. He was probably on his break or something. Okay. So we were like, oh no, like my chance is up. What am I going to do? Right. As we were walking out, we ran into my other friends who were sitting at another booth. <laughs> and then Olga was like, Kitty's trying to give this guy his number. And then our, my other friend, his name is Ryan. He was like, wait, which one? Because he knew one of the other bartenders. Oh, that makes it... I don't know if that's better or worse. I don't know how I feel about this. Honestly, I have no idea how I feel about this whole situation still. And this is like two years later. Oh my... Okay, well, keep telling me. I need to know now. I need to... Like, I'm invested in this now. I need to know what happens. So, my friend Ryan, he's like, wait, no. Like, here, let me go give this guy a number for you. And he pulls his bartender friend. I was like, hey, where's like that cute friend that was helping my friend here earlier? <laughs> she wants to give him her number like that's bold that was so bold i was not ready for that i literally just left the napkin with my friend ryan and olga and i just left i was like i'm i can't be here right now i need to run like this situation's too awkward i can live a very happy life not going to the gal again <laughs> yeah but that was one of the few times I gave a guy my number in person. <laughs> I didn't even really do it. I ran away. Okay, that, like, I'll give you credit for it just because the way that your friend approached it was so bold. And, like, he was just obviously a straight shooter. Um, but I'll give you partial credit for that. I think that should count for something. I mean, I wrote my number down on the napkin, and I had full intention of giving it to him. He just left it. It's not my problem. Yeah, you you, you shot your shot, okay? I tried like, my best. You tried. We gotta give you F, like A plus for effort. And that was like two years ago. That was me back in second year. Like I was oh. shy. I was nervous. Like I didn't really know what boys were back then. Okay, the second year kitty I remember was a little bit different, but <laughs> we will go with that and we'll keep it PG thirteen for the sake of it. <laughs> no, but I. So I have. I don't have like as exciting of a story, but there was one time. Um, we always go to the Earls in Lansdowne. Um, that's where we always grab happy hour. And I was with one of my old roommates. So I went on exchange to Barcelona. You know, if you want exchange, you got to flaunt it at least once. Um, and I was with a couple of my friends from there. And we had met up and there was some really cute servers. At this point, I was not interested, but my friends were very invested in this. And we definitely did the usual, like, leave your number on the receipt with the tip or whatever. And I don't even know if she ever got the text. I never actually followed up with that. But I feel like we've definitely done that before. But I'd never actually go up to the person and be like, this is my number. Yeah, I've never done that. I've done that with my friend. I was, it was on my birthday. I went up to like one of the bartenders, like, hey, my friend wants your number. Ooh. But the guy was busy, and then we got busy. We never ever gave the yeah. number. Yeah. No, that's different story, different time. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's totally enough. But I think, see, like that's all the things that build up into the chase. Like especially when it starts off as eventful as that. I think that everything from that point on, though, it's like, let's awkward. You know, you get past that awkward stage <laughs> and you're just like trying so hard to get to know the person. I think that's why it's such an enjoyable time period when you're getting to know someone. Oh my gosh, the awkward moment before you start talking to them, like really talking to them is yeah. so uncomfortable. You just keep texting back and forth like, hey, how was your day? I know, but I think that the, the thing with living in Vancouver is your dating pool is oftentimes like mutual friends with virtually every other person that you know. Yeah, tell me about it. Right? Like Vancouver is a very small place. And like, let alone that, like if you're dating within UBC, for example. Oh, it's tiny. Like everyone knows everyone. And the odds that you have a mutual friend, like nine out of 10. Yeah. But don't you think that sometimes that makes the chase easier? 
It definitely does. Because you can also ask your friends, like, hey, like, has this guy ever talked about me? Like, exactly. what does he think about me? Exactly. And I don't mean by any way that it takes away from the chase, mm-hmm. but I think that it can make things escalate sometimes <laughs> a lot faster. Oh, no, definitely. There's so many times I can think of one very specific time when Janelle was helping with a guy and she basically <laughs> messaged the guy to tell him to message me. <laughs> and, like, to be fair, it worked out. It did. It, it worked. Did. I was like, this is like I'm the kind of wing woman you need on your side. <laughs> I'm deaf. No, that was that was hilarious. And remember the time when you were FaceTiming me? Because okay, so when you were when Kitty was in Toronto, we would have like weekly FaceTime calls just to catch up on everything that was happening in our lives. Um, and I remember there was like a specific night when you were like getting ready to go out or oh you were doing something. And we were on a call, and I'm pretty sure it was like a pretty serious conversation at this point, probably about, you know, careers or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I just see her phone light up on, on FaceTime, and she just stops talking and has like the biggest <laughs> smirk on her face. And I was like, you know, Kitty, I bet I know who, you, who you're talking to. You know, if you want to hang up right now, like that would be cool too. <laughs> um, no, but it's, it's so obvious too. It's so obvious, especially when you're at home and the, the parents ask like, oh, so who are you texting? Why are you smiling? Yeah, well, What's you so funny? know, I'm living at home right now. And it's like every time that, I mean, back when we were allowed to go out and I go out and parents are like, oh, like you're just a little nice today. Like, are you, are you going to meet anyone special? Like what's going on with that? Um, but no, that's hilarious. And the chances are my parents probably also know them, by the way, because we've been living in Richmond for like almost my entire life. <laughs> so that's the way it goes sometimes. So how do you know when the chase is actually over? Because like with the chase, there's really only two options that you can have to progress. It's either you end up in rejection or you actually move on to that next step, whatever the next defining part of your relationship is. I mean, the next defining part, that that's like, we'll save that for another episode. There's a lot there. Like, there's dating, there's friends with benefits, there's exclusive, but not really exclusive. Like, that, There's that gray zone where you actually never end up defining things. You have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, I can go off on a tangent on that. Okay, let me let me tell you. I could, I could talk your ears off on that one. Um, but I think that hopefully, for me, the ending is when you ha- at least have some closure. You may not have a defined relationship, but you know whether they're interested or not i mean it very well could end up as just a complete ghost and i'm definitely guilty of that but realistically like if you're not interested i would hope that you pull away Mm -hmm. at some point i don't know what is it like for you i think it's about the same like i will say i'm definitely guilty of just letting things fizzle out and not actually getting proper closure on it i do wish that i sometimes have more definition in it Mm -hmm. but it is what it is especially with the modern day dating culture it's so simple just to stop texting them one day and mm-hmm. that's it i know and I, the worst thing about that though is like we're older and I'm, I'm guilty of this so i'm saying this as something that i'm working on as a point of self-improvement <laughs> but i definitely wish that people could just be more upfront like i think it's totally normal to lose feelings mm-hmm. but it's so important to just be in touch with that and like let the other person know where you're at because like this whole time we've been talking about the chase and how much anticipation there is but sometimes it doesn't always work out and like that's just part of the dating process right like that's how you work through and hopefully find someone that you're really interested in being with for that time but I wish that sometimes people would be more upfront about it rather than just letting it fizzle out on its own yeah I completely agree with that I think that when you let it fizzle at like everyone just wants to take the easy road you don't want to tell someone that oh hey like I'm not actually interested anymore you're afraid of hurting their feelings you're afraid Mm -hmm. of what they might say yeah definitely the feelings part is it's tough. And like we said, this goes back to my earlier point. Everyone knows everyone. So like when things fizzle out, the worst part is like when you have to ask a friend and be like, hey, like, 
do you know why they're not texting me back or whatever the story is like i've definitely had girlfriends come to me and be like hey like are they still messaging you like what's going on um and i think it's just like it's healthier so if you're let's if you're out there and you're listening to this make it your 2020 goal to just be nice at the ending because it's just as important as the chases yeah just let them know you're not interested anymore and we both vow that we will try harder to do that too yeah i agree well if you've made it to 20 something minutes i think or so with us I would like to now say thank you for putting up with us. It's our first time, and this is something that is completely out of both of our comfort zones. But if you know us, you also know we live for the tea. Um, and either way, we hope that, yeah, wow, I, I think we just hope that this continues to be a really fun space for us to kind of keep chatting and talking and sharing a lot of our experiences through our 20s. Yeah, so I don't really know how to end this, so okay, bye! Bye! <laughs>